Hi, I'm Katie. I'm Rosa. And this is the OC the Podcast, a spoiler-free rewatch podcast. We'll be going through each episode of the hit early 2000s teen drama, The OC, one by one, recapping the episode and discussing our thoughts and feelings. So with that out of the way, I say we just kind of get into it. And the one thing, I we have some caveats right off the back about <laughs> our relationship with The OC. Uh, the first thing I would like to say is that The OC aired August 5th, 2003, which means that I was newly four at the time. Rosa, how old were you? August I was four. I was turning five in yeah. less than two months. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know what I was doing when the pilot aired, uh, but I definitely was not watching the OC when it aired on Fox, nor did I watch any episode of the OC when it aired live. No, the OC and, was yeah. airing and I was in bed after watching like four Arthur episodes probably. So that's one caveat is that we didn't watch it live but because of that we did have a very different experience watching the OC and we also while we do know a lot about the production and the reception of it that's just not an experience that we can talk about super uh, personally if that makes sense. Another caveat personal to me is that I have very bad post-COVID brain fog. So these are truly my unfiltered thoughts about the show. Hopefully you'll get a more coherent version of myself as the podcast goes on. But for now, yeah, you're welcome. You guys, everyone stay and safe out there. I haven't had COVID yet, but this is just how I talk. This is just your personality. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's so rude. Also, we're friends. I guess we should say that as well. Yes, if I say anything- we've also our friendship is built on a foundation of Mamma Mia and Greece. <laughs> and forcing media recommendations onto each other. We became friends in fourth grade when we were both new at a school. And everyone else there was new because the school started in fourth grade. And as normal schools do. As very normal schools do. Um, and we, both of our parents, sets of parents, um, were a little bit more liberal-minded about the kind of media we were allowed to consume at nine years old. Yep. And it was just really bonding. That we both saw Mamma Mia that summer. Yeah. We had both seen Mamma Mia that summer. Um, I showed Katie Footloose. Now she knows way more about Footloose than I do. She got very into Footloose. <laughs> I feel like that's like a trend where it's like one of us is like, oh, look at this cool thing. And then it's like you come back a day later and it's like, so I know double the amount that you knew with you. So I really I really just ran with it and now it's my entire personality. Yeah. Thanks for showing it to me. But yeah, you started watching it around finals junior, junior year of high year. school. Because I am an academic scholar first and foremost. So, you know, finals my junior year of high school, I did spend most of my time watching all four seasons of the OC on the CW seed. Fun fact, it is no longer there, but let's acknowledge our roots a little bit, okay? And I started watching that summer. Um, I spent that entire summer working at an ice cream store and watching the OC. Like that was, and then going to a writing camp. That was, that was all I did that summer. Yeah. And we both, we did a little Seth Cohen project in AP Psych and... It was unappreciated. Unappreciated. I know. We only got like a 90 on it or a 95. 
It was something. It but was something that was like I feel like I have to clarify. It was some. It was a grade lower than we felt we deserved with the effort we put into the project of psychoanalyzing Seth Cohen. So if that comes up, that's literally like we didn't do that in our free time, but we would if we felt like it. Uh, but the psychoanalysis that was definitely um, for a project. We built a little yeah. diorama for. I still so. I think, I think when we watched it, we were like the perfect age, like demographic mm-hmm. for it. But we were watching it twelve years yeah. later. It is super weird to think about, especially considering now in this year we're recording this in twenty twenty two, with the podcast that's been coming out. Welcome to the OC Bitches, hosted by Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark. Uh, that's also been so just to clarify we have listened to that podcast uh we're not providing any sort of production details like they are um and the one thing that I know that we kind of wanted to address a little bit I don't know if you have like a better thought about this but just in the sense of like how we're approaching it is definitely from a fan perspective because that's what we are but also just in the sense of I think there's a lot of merit to loving the things you love with a critical lens, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, The OC, when I say the OC is perfect television, I'm right. But, but it, you know, in a very serious way, it's not perfect. And the legacy that it has while important, and that's something else we definitely want to address. It's a very important legacy that for some reason in our generation doesn't really get brought up as much it's one of those things that's kind of it existed its impact is there but people have some trouble articulating like the exact impact that it's had in certain situations um but it's it's a nuanced one it's not a perfect legacy and I think uh while I really do like listening to uh welcome to the OC bitches it is a super celebratory podcast which has its place in the world but it's something that I definitely think is it can be taken with a lot of other uh, contextual understanding of what was going on at the time and the reception of the episodes that they're talking about. And then I think there's a lot to gain from listening to Welcome to the OC Bitches, especially just like from the cast experiences specifically of who they were mm-hmm. able to interview on that. Um our perspective like if anyone listens to this you're not really gonna be listening to this because you want to learn a Mm -hmm. lot there's stuff that we know that we will obviously share but it's stuff that is readily available online already Mm -hmm. um or in academic journals about teen television or stuff like that or in the dvd bonus features that i combed through for like six hours for a project on the oc in one tree hill exactly yeah and you know readily available content that normal people would seek out oh of course of course of course but this is just kind of gonna be like i really love listening to tv show rewatch podcasts Mm -hmm. the reason i wanted to do this was because i love buffering the vampire slayer and to Ellen Back, um, which is the L Word podcast um, produced by Autostraddle. And I just like listening to people in detail outline everything that happened in an episode of television I have already watched. And 
Welcome to the OC Bitches provides a lot of context for mm-hmm. like the filming of an episode, but doesn't really go through, not that we're going to go through individual beat by individual beat, but it doesn't go through the episode in a way that's like almost like rewatching the show. No, I, I completely understand what you mean. I mean, I, oh, should I bring this up in the first episode? I don't know if y'all watch Kill Count, but I watch a lot of Kill Count, <laughs> uh, which is essentially... Uh, it's almost like a rewatch it's not a podcast at all it's on youtube but you can like listen to it like it's a podcast um and it's kind of a rewatch for horror and slasher movies and i just always think that's really i think there's always so much value in especially because we watched the oc the way that we did uh you know binge watching it on streaming which is just not at all like the original inception of the oc in a lot of ways it's like the epitome of the broadcast water cooler show but it's 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 really been nice to kind of unpack the show and hear other people's perspectives about the episode. So that was kind of the idea here of just having another pair of eyes to go through the episodes and just to give thoughts. And it's not going to replicate the experience of watching the OC, which again, we can't even do that for you because we didn't live through that. But it is it makes it a bit more social and i think the oc was always meant to be a social show i think there's just really something special and it's something that has obviously our friendship goes far beyond just the mm-hmm. media that we watch but it is something that has like built up and provided a foundation for our friendship just yeah. like how exciting it is to talk about a show or a movie that you love with someone that is just as excited about it and so we kind of hope to be a vehicle for that mm-hmm. um to it's just fun to listen to people talk about something that you're passionate about um and we want to talk about something that we're passionate about and maybe engage with other people that feel yeah. the same way regardless of how they got into the show regardless of how old they were when they got into the show um yeah. i think there's something really special about that so i'm really excited to like really start this journey finally after talking about it for so long mm-hmm and this is also part of my agenda to very much get everyone to watch the OC. It is on HBO Max. And I've now learned that in Canada, it's on Amazon Prime. Didn't used to be. So Canadians, get excited. Because uh, y'all didn't have it before. And now you do. So get excited about that. To all the Canadians listening. <laughs> So that's the end of our intro episode. You can follow us on Twitter at the OC Cast, and we hope you will tune in next time for our pilot episode to see what's really going on in Orange County.